Coming to you from the red, white, and blue. You're now listening to the number one soccer podcast on the planet. This is the Box to Box Review Podcast, covering everything soccer, from the English Premier League, MLS, to the international game. Now, here's your hosts, Andrew Tucci and Lane Hector. Have a chance to regroup, but here's Dest! Just like his first goal for the US! Back against Jamaica earlier in the year! It's another Thunderbolt from Serginio Dest! All right, welcome back to Box to Box Review. I'm your host, Andrew Tucci. Joining me, as always, is Lane Hector. Lane, man, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Had a little rough, rough night and then turned real good. Real good. Excited to talk. Great grammar from Lane Hector. You heard it there real good. You heard it here first. English Uh, major. We, uh, if you don't know what he's referring to, we are currently recording post-US against Costa Rica. Yep. Uh, He was referring to the hard part as in the only early goal that we gave up. And then turning into a great night ended up because we ended up winning the game. So this episode, we're going to take you guys through the three World Cup qualifiers, kind of touch on them each, a little winner loser, what we learned, and then uh, kind of just sum it all up, this World Cup qualifying window, and then we'll be done there. So, Lane, let's start with the Jamaica game, man. Yeah, um, super exciting. We were uh, actually at the game. Right. Super fun going to the game. Q2, always, uh, always lively. Great vibes. Um, yeah, great vibes. Great vibes. Um, very slow first half. Slow first usual. half, yeah. Um, had a couple chances, did not look good in the final third. Really just uh, yeah, some pretty bad touches, but like pretty decent looks up until the last touch kind of thing. Yeah. I felt like it was kind of the common theme in that first half. Yeah. I mean, there's been there's been halves, first halves where I've been more upset. I don't agreed. Think, yeah, for sure. You know, that wasn't a first half where I was like, uh, we're screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I felt like a goal was coming for sure. I think everyone was kind of getting that. It wasn't the. It was definitely an optimistic first half, despite it being zero zero. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, Berhalter's kind of set the tone early with uh, the lineup that he put out being yeah. our first uh, first game of the window, kind of mm-hmm. our our strongest lineup. You know, for the most part, I mean, Ariola starting on the wing was kind of a question mark. Zimmerman mm-hmm. starting at center back was kind of a question mark, but overall, I think the lineup choices were you know, pretty justifiable. Zimmerman had a great game. Very good game. I mean, I don't know if it was as noticeable on the broadcast, but from the stands, it was pretty noticeable how dominant he was in the air. Yeah. Um, Definitely justifying his inclusion. Yeah. I mean, second half, much better outcome. I think, you know, we played played well in the first half, but we got the goals in the second half. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, both Ricardo Pepe goals, both well worked. I thought. Uh, let's do a little winner loser of this game. I'll I'll go ahead. I've got I've got several winners. Okay. And not a lot of losers in this yeah, game for sure. I think kind of speaks to the way this game went. Yeah. Um, I'd say Brennan Aronson kind of submitted himself as that like backup winger mm-hmm. with Pulisic and Gio Reyna hurt. He's kind of the guy when they're not the guy. You know. Pepe, I mean, just continues Obviously. to produce. He's 
I feel like he's probably the clear number one at this point. Anthony Robinson, again, looked really good. You know, the left back position has been a question mark for so long. Mm-hmm. I think he has kind of made it his own. Zimmerman looked really good, like I just mentioned. Paul Ariola. I mean, again, maybe not noticeable in the broadcast, but he did a lot of running, a lot of pressing. He was kind of all over the field. Isn't the most um, productive winger, but he does some of those uh, behind the scenes, you know, the dirty work type of For stuff. For sure, yeah. And then I'd say Eunice Musa. I kind of, I kind of hinted at it on the last podcast, but you know, he's he he can really be a huge difference maker um, for our team. I mean, just off of one of the peppy goals, he basically has like a 30 yard run just in in the midfield dribbling Mm -hmm. past people. And it's, it's kind of a commodity that we don't have much of. Those are some of my winners. What about you? What do you got? Yeah. I mean, obviously similar winners. I think uh, Anthony Robinson really played a really good game. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, surprisingly pretty well in the attacking front, he was able to push up and create a, good amount of chances a lot was kind of running through him kind of more than dest honestly so it was it was really good to see him kind of kind of come into form Ariola also played pretty well um kind of like his uh he's just so pressing I think it's nice Mm -hmm. to kind of it's a little change of pace with actually pressing Pepe as well he's also kind of one to just attack the ball every time for sure I think that's something we've kind of been lacking and then Musa as well. Yeah, it was nice to see him play for a uh, competitive game. Mm-hmm. Um, he played he played really well. He definitely created new dynamic in the midfield. Um, so, yeah, it was really, really exciting to see him. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, the biggest takeaway from this game was just our, our midfield three was just so scary looking with oh, yeah. Musa, Adams, and McKinney. Mm-hmm. And it's been branded, not by me, but by the general media as MMA the acronym but it it's kind of fitting because it's you know like hard knock yeah we're not going to get bullied uh feisty type of midfield and Mm -hmm. but like accompanied with a good amount of skill as well you know it's not just a bunch of bulldogs out there it's it's some bulldogs with some skill so for sure um in terms of losers yeah i don't have many from this game i think jossie zardes maybe just his late cameo coming on for pep yeah had a had an open goal kind of and mm-hmm. uh, didn't really help himself out by missing it. Maybe Chris Richards and Matthew Hoppy for not getting some playing time here. You know, I thought Chris Richards would have been the guy to start next to Miles Robinson. Yep. He doesn't see the field until the third game, um, which we'll get to. And then, yeah, same with Matthew Hoppy. Kind of surprised to not see him as well. What about you? Do you have any other other losers or? Um, I think the similar losers, I think uh, probably Zach Steffen as well. I think it was mm-hmm. probably, I think it's pretty much going to be Matt Turner going forward. I know we'll talk about it later. He played in the um, in the game today, but um, I think it's kind of showing that uh, we wanted to throw out Turner for the first game. So it's kind of, I yeah. feel like he's going to be our guy going forward. He's got maybe so, the upper hand. Uh, yeah, I definitely think so. Um, yeah, but pretty good game. Yeah. Overall, not too many negatives. Not too many negatives. No. A lot of positives. A few just key things that I feel like I was able to take away from this game. Like I mentioned, the midfield three, we have a good amount of depth at winger now. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of telling that we were able to create chances on the wing without even having our two best wingers, uh, Gio Reyna and Christian Pulisic. Ricardo Pepe's number one. 
like I mentioned, Zimmerman looked great in the air. Uh, something that I kind of have deciphered for Paul Ariola, and we'll kind of get into this to the next game as well, but he plays really well when he doesn't have to be the main creative outlet, you know? For sure. When he yeah. can just be the main pressing outlet. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he thrives in a system like that. And he kind of wasn't uh that way for the Panama game. He was called on to be a main creative outlet. And I think that's why, you know, maybe he had a terrible game then. But yeah. So yeah, those are some of the things we learned. Do you have any takeaways from the game as well? I don't think anything else besides everything has been mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um midfield looks great. I think um Obviously, it's going to be nice to have Pulisic and Reina back whenever they mm-hmm. come back. But uh, I think it's really good to show. Uh, this is kind of a game that it kind of showed that we can still play well without them. Like, Aronson is not a not a huge step down by any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think really... it's very exciting to have kind of that uh, a little more depth than I think we thought we had. For sure. So, um, yeah. Aronson yeah. has really progressed well. Stepped For up sure. Way. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the Panama game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> To a game that doesn't have a lot of winners and no. has a lot of losers. Yep. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start with some of the winners. I've kind of got a blanketed statement here. All the players who didn't play in this game. Big I win for them. Consider them a winner. Yeah. Uh, just because the performance was so bad. Mm-hmm. The score ended up being 1-0 Panama. Uh, for those who didn't catch it, we just looked awful. Yeah. Uh, we made seven changes from the first game. In those seven changes, we took out, you know, like our best, I would say our best attacking and our most important players. You know, I think if we would have made seven changes, but left on, you know, maybe Tyler Adams for the game, or we would have left on Serginio Dest or something Mm -hmm. like that. I think it probably would have looked a little bit different, but because we made seven changes and we kept on some of the players that weren't key performers, I think that's why it was maybe more heightened ridicule for the decisions that Burhalter made. Winners, I have Tyler Adams first by default because he <laughs> wasn't playing in the first half. Yep. And then second, he came on in the second half and immediately we looked a lot better. And then I would say Joe Scally. Um, wow. Yeah, kind of a curveball here. Yeah, I, think, I like that. I like that pick. I think it's... It's the inverse of George Bellow having a terrible I, game. Very bad game. I just don't feel like he's ready for it yet. I mean, I really do think George Bellow is going to be a good player, but he's still young. And I know mm-hmm. Scally's young too, but I think Scally is more game ready right now. And I think Bellow will have his chance, but I don't think it's right now. Yeah, so. definitely agreed. What kind of winners do you have? Um, I mean, not many winners by any means. Guess like Brendan Aronson coming on, mm-hmm. and Ricardo Pepe and Tyler Adams, like it basically just the substitutes and us looking moderately better in the second half. Yeah, moderately. It was an obvious, an obvious, uh, little too late with the I mean, them just scoring and then immediately, uh, yeah, kind of just parking it. I mean, not not too many winners. I think a lot more to talk about in the loser aspect. Just right off the bat. No shots on target. That's kind of the biggest key for Unbelievable. me. Unbelievable. Yeah. Zero. I mean, typically, you know, that that can be a maybe a misleading statistic. You mm-hmm. know, there can be reasons for that. Oh. You know, a lot of blocked shots, maybe, or maybe you hit the bar or something. But mm-hmm. I mean, we we did not look 
likely to hit anything <laughs> relatively close to the goal at all this yeah. game. There was zero creation, like zero creativity. It was, yeah. we looked it was, obviously like a completely different team. Yeah. I think it was, um, I'm going to say due to the, the personnel changes. Um, I think individually, a lot of these players are pretty good players. I agree. But as a, as a unit, it was just not up to it. Also, like specifically just the front line of Zardes, Ariola, and Wea. I was really expecting Wea to be the guy I in this think, game. I think so as well. When the lineup came out, but. He was pretty innocuous. I'd put him among the losers. I'd put Zardes among the losers. I don't think yep. he's the biggest loser because he, he didn't really have many chances. Um, no. But he was pretty scared. There was a clip that I t- I retweeted on the Twitter where essentially I think it's Ariola is making a, like a, a, a dribble with the ball and he tries to play it in um, into the box, into Zardes' feet. And if Zardes would have taken it and turned – he would have had a shot, but instead yeah. he like takes a touch back away from goal. And it just kind of was the epitome of, you know, the kind of performance that a lot of our players had. They were pretty scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, there's going to be a lot of these. I'll leave some for you, but I think the biggest disappointment for me was Sebastian Legit in the midfield looked just really awful, horrible, offered absolutely nothing. Uh, was constantly getting overrun. Mm-hmm. Didn't look forward. Uh, to pass the ball ever yeah. there was another clip of him basically you know receiving a pass in the midfield with his left foot he had like the whole left side of the field open and instead of opening up he just takes a, a touch back and plays it backwards yeah and it's it's just like really frustrating because um, he was you know one of one of our creative midfielders is supposed to progress the ball well and so i think i think maybe this is the end of at least in my opinion, this should be the end of Sebastian Legette and the men's national team jersey. I think we might need to move on to some some other options. But what else? What else do you have? Um, I mean, Bello, obviously, mm-hmm. I think you already kind of covered it a little bit, but he did not look good. I think uh, it just hyped up kind of the Joe Scally talk even more. I think it's already kind of been present, mm-hmm. and um, him playing poorly, kind of again, I think really did not do him any justice. Yeah. And yeah, Wea, Wea as well. Um, Wea looked pretty good in Jam- coming on second half when we were playing against Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But um, with if he's kind of our sole creator, kind of our Brendan Aronson per se, mm-hmm. it's not a good look. Like Zardes is not going to get any good shots on target. It's yeah. that's not really the role that he should be playing. Um, so I think that was obviously not good. And then uh, losers, well, probably just Greg in general. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah, I think it definitely just kind of sucked the life out of the team. Just coming off a big win and then completely pulling basically all of our stars from that win. Mm-hmm. I think kind of our mentality and just kind of the spark and like energy was just kind of lost coming into that game. I mean, keep keep Tyler Adams out there, as you said, like keep our captain out there, keep a couple other players out there that are yeah. like Tyler Adams and Aronson or something like keep some kind of creation that they looked good in the first game, maybe even right. sub them out quickly in the second half. If you want to like sub them out, but right. Yeah, yeah. It was tough. I think, yeah. Berhalter is a me, a big loser from this game. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. And that kind of like transitions to maybe like some of the things we learned. Um, I mean, his subs were really, uh, really bad. I, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that Adam's That's a common and, theme and Aaronson. Yep. Yep. 
I know that Adams and Aronson made a difference, but mm-hmm. some of the subs he made later in the game were not good. I think DeAndre Yedlin coming on was not needed. We were already no. down a goal at that point. Why are we like yep. replacing a, a right back? If we're going to replace a fullback, we might as well replace George Bellow because he's having an awful game. Exactly. I didn't think Shaq Moore had that bad of a game. Um, and then Roldan coming on um, on the wing while we have Hoppy on the bench. We have Della Torre on the bench, Don Luca Busio. And so it's just some of these question marks. Uh, like, why didn't we bring Sergio Dest on if we really needed creativity? Exactly. Um, our depth is good, but it's we have to be able to use it correctly. You know, if we're going to rotate, we have to rotate correctly. We can't just take out, you know, like we said, all of our stars, mm-hmm. our most important players all at once. We're going to have to taper it a little bit. And I think he learned that, or at least I hope he learns that from <laughs> this game. I think after this game, you can definitely say that he was, you know, on the hot seat yet again. I mean, mm-hmm. we said this last window at Honduras, but the performance at Panama was just really, really bad. And it shouldn't have been that bad considering, I mean, Panama is not a great team. Their goal was kind of a, kind of a fluke. It was like it, a Jossie Zardes own goal off yeah. a corner. Even then, like we should be expecting to score more than, you know, even if they do score, we should be expecting to win. Some of the some of the performances from this game individually have led me to the conclusion that these players aren't up to the caliber that we need right now. Uh, I.e., Bello, Legit. I think Mark McKenzie looked really, really bad, pretty mm-hmm. flustered. I mean, we didn't really give up a goal from the run of play, but he didn't look good. DeAndre Yedlin, Christian Roldan, these guys, I don't think have a role in this team anymore, or at least you know, from my perspective, and I would venture to say most of the public's eye as well. There are some players I'm not quite ready to write off. I think Kellen Acosta, Zardes, Shaq Moore, I think, you know, still have some value. But uh, any other lessons that you learned or any other losers? Or Yeah, I think just kind of on the Greg aspect, I think it's just kind of fresh. Like everyone's been frustrated, him kind of sticking with his guys kind of thing. Mm, yep. Like legit, rolled on. rolled on. Like it's just kind of frustrating, I think, because like we have younger players that are similar caliber Yeah, that like could show something that could have, like they could have a future. Right. But it, I think a lot of fans and stuff have just been kind of sick and tired of kind of seeing these same guys that they know what they're going to get out of them rather than seeing some young guy who's probably whose floor is similar to mm, someone like Legette or rolled on, but could have, yeah, a crazy ceiling. Yeah. Like we don't know what Hoppy could do. We don't know what like John Luca Busia could do. We don't know what Luca, Luca De La Torre could do. Cause like we don't see them. Right. So I think that was definitely frustrating on yeah. our, like as a fan's perspective, it's just like, it's frustrating yeah. to see the same players. It's like, I think that was epitomized just in the substitution like exactly. for Rold- Roldan, like, yep. Why are you taking out Tim Weah? You're bringing in Roldan. Why don't you bring in Matthew Hoppy? Like, right. I think that's that's just the nutshell right there. Everything mm-hmm. you just said is that yeah. substitution. Yeah. Anything else for you? I don't think so. Again, this game is one zero. Uh, people are starting to panic. Really bad. It's yeah. We're dropping. I mean say what you want, you know, win your home games, you're not expected to win your away games, but you know, when you're dropping points and looking really bad, Mm -hmm. it's a worrying sign. A few tense days go by (laughs) and we've got the 
Costa Rica game, which was in Cincinnati uh, at their new stadium. And essentially, Berhalter goes back to Columbus. Sorry, Columbus. You're right. You're right. Columbus. Yeah, Cincinnati is the Mexico game. Berhalter goes back to his original lineup, essentially, from Mm -hmm. the Jamaica game, except for uh, Richards Richards. comes in for Zimmerman. And then Ariola was going to be in there. He was a late scratch. Yeah. Which apparently got hurt in the warmups. Yeah. And then we replaced him with Timothy Weah, who ended up having a, a really big game. I guess actually this, I mean, this game started off really oddly within the first, what was it? First minute? I think it was 30, like it was like 35 seconds, 40 seconds. Yeah. When Costa Rica scored. Basically like a ball. Right off the bat. A ball gets played out wide on our, our left hand side or our yeah. right side. Yes, and death side. Yeah. Yep. Death right side. side. Gets clipped over like over all of the defenders in the box. Mm-hmm. And there's just a guy sitting unmarked. I mean, I haven't really looked at the replay. I think it may have been Chris Richards or I think it was Richards. Yeah. Yeah. It may have been Richards guy, but yep. Uh he like hits it first time and it kind of like ricochets and then beats Zach Steffen. Mm-hmm. Who I guess, yeah, was another narrative here. Zach Steffen was the goalie, whereas we've been riding with Matt Turner for the last five games, and immediately Steffen gets scored on. I don't know if it was his fault, but it didn't look good for him. Oh, he seemed rattled, like right after that goal, and he had a couple of bad passes and stuff. Mm-hmm. He looked rattled. Like, yeah, I was a little nervous. Obviously, was... letting up first a goal in thirty seconds right. also nerve wracking. Not gonna help. No, I mean I was already hitting the panic, panic button. But yeah, uh, after that goal, I was slamming you it. Know, I was <laughs> slamming it, breaking it on the ground. Yeah, but you know we responded well. I think I, I think for the most most of the game we controlled the you know the run of play, controlled mm-hmm. possession. Again, that midfield trio of Musa, Adams, McKinney looked really really good. Just kind of their their skill set, their ability to dribble, create space, pass, I think was really big. Costa Rica was playing with a lot of older players in their lineup. And, you know, I think that was probably the biggest advantage we had was just our youth and our, our young legs compared to their, I guess you'd say aging legs. Definitely not up to the same pace as right. the youth that we had. Late in the first half, we get a goal from Serginho Dest. He basically takes, takes a ball at the top of the box, switches it onto his left foot, his weaker foot. And shout out to everybody who says he can't play left back because he's not left footed. <laughs> this is this is a middle finger to all those people. And he hits it just, just like a knuckleball, top left corner, absolute screamer. Yeah, it was like beautiful. And it's, oh, yeah. I mean, it's honestly what we needed because Costa Rica, you know, they have their goal. They're, con- they're content to sit back and make us either like pass through them or mm-hmm. have something really special happen. And, you know, we got the ladder and it kind of opened the game back up from that point. For sure. So, Huge goal from Sergio Dest. Just a moment of individual brilliance. We were 
at that point we were already dominating the ball. It was just, we couldn't find anything through. And then uh, second half goes, comes and the ball gets played out to Tim Weah. He's like kind of halfway through the 18 yard box and mm-hmm. he hits it first time. I mean, he hit that ball hard, very hard. And it goes like, it goes off the posts, off the post, off and the then keeper. off the goalie's back. Yeah. And then also another subplot here, Kaylor Navas, the Costa Rica goalkeeper who, you know, the old Real Madrid keeper, PSG yep. keeper, mm-hmm. the best, you know, best product to ever come out of Costa Rica is gets injured, I think, at halftime. Or I they believe, just, yeah. They just sub I, him out. I mean, I don't know why they would sub him out if he wasn't injured. Yeah, he had to have been injured. And so they sub him out at halftime. And, you know, I think that's a little subplot here because there's a chance he may have, may have saved that ball. And so we get the second goal, technically an own goal, but Whale looked really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely deserved to be credited with it. And then from then on out, we basically dominated the run of play. So give me some of your, give me some of your winners, Lynn. Yeah, for sure. Winner, uh, Dest. I mean, he, he looked mm-hmm. unbelievable. He looked great attacking. Um, kind of off this, I think another winner was uh, Tyler Adams. I think mm-hmm. him being able to play as well as he does and so mm-hmm. defensive that he does, it just opens up so much more for our team. Yep. I think just being able to rely on him so heavily just lets Dest and Anthony Robinson just mm. be able to fly. Like yep. them running up the left and right side with just like a full reliance that Tyler Adams will be back there just helps out our team so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are my two main main winners in that. Yeah. I would say some of my winners, yeah, like you mentioned, Sergio Dest. Uh, I thought John Luca Busio had a good cameo at the end. He did, yeah. I mean, I was upset to not see him come in the first two games. But he he acquitted himself well. I would say Tim Weah had a, a really redeeming performance after a, a really bad game at Panama. Mm-hmm. And then I would say just the general experience, you know, gaining experience with this team, going down a goal early. Again, you know, we've harped on it before, but we're, we're right. without our two main attackers. And you got to find a way. And... I think this this night will will last a long time uh, and go a long ways with this like young group of players. Those are some of the winners. Moving on to some of the losers, I would say Stefan probably. Sure. Yeah, maybe not a huge loser, but a small loser. Uh, I think he had a few good passes mm-hmm. that made you think, oh yeah, like this is why he's our goalkeeper yeah. instead of Turner. But then the whole shot stopping and then. You know, does the passing really matter that much? It's kind of, you know, a give and take, you know, how much you're giving, how much you're taking right. between the two. And then I would say just Paul Ariola getting injured. I could, <laughs> I mean, I could see this being kind of his last hurrah. I think so. So, but yeah, not a lot of losers either. No, I think my like, somewhat loser was Chris Richards, I guess. Like he mm-hmm. had one kind of slip up. But yeah. um I mean he definitely redeemed himself and definitely it was nice nice seeing him. Um but I mean it's definitely not ideal with basically one of his first games and then coming in and them scoring yeah. within a minute. Yeah that was not not an ideal start. <laughs> no, not a good way to get get your no. US 
men's national team career off, but right. But I mean, I think it, it's obviously helped out with like we had yeah. a great second half mm-hmm. and like we completely controlled the game and didn't have to have like any reliance on our defense really. Yeah. So um, I mean, there were moments where I thought he looked really good. Oh he, yeah, for sure. I think that partnership between him and Miles Robinson is really exciting. Mm-hmm. I think both of them are really fast, pacey, strong center backs. Yep. And I think they complement each other well. Um, it kind of, kind of like what you said with Tyler Adams, their ability to cover up some of the other flaws yep. gives the ability uh, for Dest and Robinson to get forward. Because you can you can trust that you can leave those two and then Tyler Adams back on an mm-hmm. island, and they'll they'll go one v one against somebody or two v two or three v three, and you know you'll you'll take your chances like that if you can get some numbers up. So you know, I, yeah, I think he's got a, a bright future with us. For sure, yeah, and definitely definitely prefer him over to Mark McKenzie. Um, I think he's kind of locked that up. Even yeah. even within one game, I think there's just so many flashes that it's just like. Yeah. The upside is just so much better. Yeah. And Mark McKenzie is extremely error prone. So very, very not a great passer either. No. What we learned from this game, we learned some resilience experience, some of these intangibles. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, most of the things we knew about each player, I think Berhalter made the correct changes. You know, he right. brought on Hoppy, he brought on Busio. And so I think maybe he's starting to learn as well you know, who, who he should be relying on the, the skill level of our bench. I would say that, do you have any other lessons? Maybe um, I think game? we, yeah, we learned as well. I mean, our midfield is just going to be unbelievable. I if think Musa really yeah. was a, was a bright light. I think is going to be, he's going to be a really great addition to our midfield. Yeah. I think, I think too, I think Greg is starting to somewhat listen. Like it seems like if he throws out, the lineup that like the people want, you know, which is a lineup that like should Makes be sense. our lineup. Yeah. It like people will kind of get behind it and like be less, right. less like jump to the gun to like, okay, fire Greg, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it just says substitutions, I think is where he definitely showed a lot more, a lot more promise in this game with the substitutions, which for has sure. kind of been a big red flag. Yeah. It's been a past. problem area for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think he's always going to have his haters for sure, just because he's an yeah. MLS guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody wants the big name, you know, as their national team coach. And right. nobody's ever going to be happy. You know, at the end of the day, if he can get us to where we need to be and look good doing it, then I really don't mind who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's once he starts you know, trying to be cute, trying to change things. And we start, you know, making errors, start losing games. That's when, all right, well, I'm, I'm kind of upset now, you know, I'm, I try to not be reactionary. I think a lot of men's national team fans and definitely the Twitter, Twitter space is really reactionary for sure. So it's, it's important to keep a level head, but at some point, you know, that runs out. Yeah, sometimes enough is enough when it's just truly like unfathomable the things that he's doing. But yeah, seems like he's it's going the right direction. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we thought that after the Honduras game last last window. So that is fair. (laughs) Yep. Hopefully this time it works. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, what happens next? Well, 
next window, window yeah next window is in november we've got home against mexico for our first game Ooh. i think i think it was so crucial that we ended this window on a good note for sure um a little bit of momentum going against mexico mm. this is in cincinnati that'll be huge one thing that i realized you know we mentioned this in the last podcast but Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney, I think, were both on yellow cards. Yep. Neither of them picked up a yellow card, so they're both ready to go for Mexico, assuming mm-hmm. that they stay healthy. And then we've got away to Jamaica. So we've only got two games, which means hopefully we won't rotate that much. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But, you know, in terms of what does the lineup or the roster look like, I think there, there should be some changes. Uh, you know, I, I agree. Pulisic and Reyna are going to come back in. I would say Pulisic for Ariola, Gio Reyna for Roldan. Yep. I could see maybe Zardes again in the boot, or we keep Zardes and we just add another striker. Uh, yeah. Maybe a PFOC, mm-hmm. Sergeant, DK, I don't know. Jordan Morris is recovering from his ACL. I don't know if he'll be back by then, but you heard it here first. He will be a part of the team, and he – and again, he's an MLS guy, so not a lot of people are like high on him, but I'm a huge Jordan Morris fan. So I could see him making a return maybe in November. Mm-hmm. I think McKenzie's got to go. I think Yedlin's got to go. Bellows got to go. Um, Legette got to go. I would say Scally's got to come in. And then, you know, really at that point, maybe look to add some new faces. So I think the we'll probably not many changes at all will be for USA Mexico. I think hopefully for that Jamaica game, it's away, but I still it's Jamaica. Right. I think it should be it'll be exciting to kind of see. I think that's where the changes should be made. For like, sure. Throw out some new guys, like let them run, like let them get some experience. And yeah. like if it truly is somehow close, then like get the three points in the second half kind of thing. Yeah, I think it uh Obviously, our main priority is going to be the first game. Right. But assuming, you know, if we don't win the first game, then you've got to get all three points at Jamaica. Uh, Yeah, fair. Yeah. So. I think the expectation is four points. I think. I don't think it's a bad thing at all to draw against Mexico, obviously. Yeah. Like that is a, that'll be a content result with any fan. Um, If we could go undefeated against Mexico in this calendar year, That'd be unbelievable. That would be like what a what a change for the surely US. a first time has to be surely a first time. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the October World Cup qualifying window. We're excited to see what happens for the November window. Sadly, I don't think we'll be going to the Cincinnati game. No, my but, fault. Yeah, on that's, me. That's online. Yeah, but. Uh, We'll, you know, we'll be previewing that once time comes closer. Mm-hmm. We're also going to touch on a little bit of last week's Survivor episode before we leave. This is episode three. So if you haven't seen episode three, feel free to tune out now. Uh, and then we'll, we'll just call it a quit. But Lane, why don't you give us a little recap of what happened last week? Um, pretty crazy episode. So spoiler, spoiler, Brad got sent home. I think um, not a or a big shocker. I think for everyone. So he found the uh, like the third of the hidden immunity idol. No, no, he found the second. The three way shared. He found the second piece of the three way shared idol. Right, right, right. Um, So it still wasn't usable. 
and he was unable to vote a tribal because and he, he had it. a uh, steal a vote but couldn't use the steal a vote as well right so he um like at the immunity challenge he told basically said the hidden phrase whatever to xander and xander mm-hmm. was like okay got it so they basically had two two pieces of the puzzle but he was unable to vote um and then their tribe did terrible and a challenge um jd was like doing the tossing thing oh and did tried to do it like a layup or something like a finger roll like a finger roll yeah and looked horrible looked like a fool looked like a fool and then leading up to the so they lost and then they go back and um they're basically like talking and um jd they're like about to go to tribal and jd is just i guess holding out his um steal vote thing just like yeah. has it in his pants and is just like basically holding it out was well, like what he's like shirtless and it's like shirtless and he's got to like strap in his front strapped in his pants yeah yeah and um chan is like um i see your paper like what is that you've right. been like and then she gets all mad saying that like you've kept things from me and then dumb jd gives her total simp total simp move here simp move unbelievable move she just like played him like a fiddle and then uh, jd gave uh shan her uh his uh whatever seal of advantage yeah his advantage and basically was like going into the um into tribal with complete faith in shan being like yo i trust you by giving you my thing like I want your trust back. Right. Unbelievable yeah. play. Total scent move. Total scent move. But he, I think he felt like he was just probably on the way out. I, didn't, I mean, I guess. Didn't realize that they were going to probably vote Brad out anyway. I And it seems like Shan is running that ship. Like yeah. she is playing that well. For sure. Um, she played JD like a fiddle. Oh, he, like a fiddle. He just like puppy dog eyes. Oh, you can have this. I'm so sorry. Like, I, it, please don't vote me out. And then, mind like, blown to me. He doesn't get voted out, but now he doesn't have his advantage. And it's like, bro, what are you doing? You're like a fool. Yeah. I, I truly did not. It made no sense. Also kind of crazy how they're just kind of dishing out those steel votes. Yeah. All these advantages, like everybody's got one at this point. Like it's, it's been every episode. A little like, bit too much, I think. I agree because um they because Brad got his got one this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got a seal of vote or whatever, because Tiffany, but Tiffany and them didn't didn't use it or whatever. Yeah. Like they saved their vote. It like three episodes in a row they're giving out seal of votes. I feel like it's a little it's like a little yeah. much. It's yeah, it's a lot. Like I'm all for like the twists and stuff, but like that's just like an unbelievable amount of like changing that can happen but yeah i mean no one has used one yet so kind of wild yeah i think the i think the downfall for brad was when he found his yeah well he well he found he had the steel vote and then he had, found the and then he found the idol. other one and then genie yeah. she like saw him find it or, yeah and she was like oh what are you doing and he's basically like oh i i found it but also I have this other thing too. Yeah. He like, and, <laughs> dude, like, it seems like everyone is like so open. Yes. Yeah, too revealing. Season. It's like, they're like, oh, I found this. Let me tell my whole tribe. And then they get, I'm like, up. 
Yeah. And then they get voted out the next day. That's literally happened to like everyone. Yeah. Um, it just, it's a little, yeah. a little too open and sharing for survivor. It's like, it's a million dollar game. Like, it's like you can, you can lie. Yeah. Figure it out. Come on. Yeah. Uh, somehow JD's still in, but somehow we'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Dude's playing like an idiot. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's this week's episode of survivor. Yeah. And, uh, we're not going to do, we're not going to do any, uh, locks or picks this week, but we will be back with that next week. We've got a little uh, champions league next week, a little champions league back yep. to the regular run of the mill mm-hmm. club soccer. Join us for that. But thank you guys for listening. See y'all. Mm-hmm.